The views and opinions that are expressed on the Dope Sessions podcast are that of the hosts and do not reflect any views of any other attached entities. Now that we got that out of the way, let's go. Introducing your hosts. The guys on the mics with the voices that you like. Give it up for Kelvy and Tree. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Thank y'all again for tuning in to another episode of the Dope Sessions Podcast with Kelvin and Tree. What up, big dog? I didn't came up, got my name up. <laughs> hey, dog, we we in there, man. We man. in there Flint, baby. What's good with you? Swimwear is, is coming soon because we, we got a trip we going on that's going to be kind of hot. Oh, but okay. Okay. That's months from now. Right. Right I now, feel I'm, you, man. right now I'm still griping about forced overtime due to Mother Nature. Right. Who the hell said I needed extra money? <laughs> hey, man. That's the one thing. It's like I don't mind extra money, but don't force that like forced overtime bullshit on me. You know what I'm saying? You know what? I I can't even be mad at management because it it was like I was at work and then. You know, the tornado warning hit, and they told everybody to shelter in place and get away from the windows. And I was like, fuck, I ain't going nowhere. I can see it now. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what happened. Two hours of overtime. You know, I, I griped about it because I wanted to go home, but I'll take the money. Right. Don't get it twisted. We will pocket the money. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Man. Man, dude, we got some stuff to talk about, man. And um, so I want to talk about, I want to give some context to this. I want to talk about the podcast game. For what? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think, man, like, I think, I think what I want is for, for our listeners to know and uh, not just the creation of this particular podcast, but like why I kind of wanted to like talk about it, man. Like um, recently, you know, I was I was listening to uh, an episode of the Joe Budden podcast, and Joe Budden was talking about how um, he wanted that he was glad that. A lot of people are, you know, basically kind of like failing in in the podcast game, and and really, he the the way he kind of talked about it was in a sense of it's just a lot of people doing podcasts and they don't know what it takes to do this, and be, and they do it because they're you know they think that there's going to be some money at the end of the at the end of the rainbow. And the and the thing is, it's like, you know, you grow your audience and all this other stuff, you will see growth and you might even see money, but people get into it just be like, oh, it like people just get into it just to think that they're going to make money. And so, um, and, and so, like, I think about uh, T.I. Because T.I. at one point, especially during the pandemic, 
you know, he had a podcast. And then all of a sudden, it was just gone. And he even said he didn't make as much money as he thought he was going to make. So he just, you know, kind of dropped out. But when you TI, I guess you can kind of do that because you got other stuff that you can do. You know what I'm saying? But like, so I'm thinking, uh, Joe Button, I'm I'm trying to understand where he's coming from because he's coming from a place where he has money. So I'm not entirely sure if his opinion should be the one we would listen to in terms of wanting to do this. Because he got money. He could do like T.I. and quit whenever he wants to. He probably well, not even in it for the money. Well, I say it like this. I think Joe Button is a lot more different in that sense than T.I. And Joe Button has had hits as a rapper, but he has never had the success of of T.I. And so Joe But from like Joe Button's point of view is, hey dude, like I quit this I quit this rap shit just to put all of my focus, my time, my blood, my sweat, my tears into this podcasting shit. Or he and, quit because he just wasn't that good. Let's let's keep it real. Uh well I mean that's that's people's opinion. Like I, I thought like you know I thought Joe Budden was was pretty dope as a rapper. Like you know just, but I I can I can get it from that standpoint of a person, you know who had who was semi successful in the rap game, and was just like yo I'm gonna I'm gonna quit this rap game because I'm tired of the bullshit. I'm tired of all the stuff that go on within the rap game, and I'm gonna devote my time and my blood, sweat, and tears into this podcast game. And and I see a lot of y'all doing these podcasts. Y'all not doing the same shit, and so and because you failing and you having to give it up, you know shit. I, I love to see it because maybe he, in his eyes, is, I see the child not in this for the long haul. I just see y'all niggas just doing this because podcasts are are huge. You know what I'm saying? And so now well, you want to. I mean, listening to the statement he made, it almost seems like he is afraid of the competition. And he's glad that people are failing so they don't come at his head. That's what it's that's what the statement sounds like to me. Right. So this is this is um this is what he said. This is an excerpt excerpt from what he said on the podcast. He said um statistics statistics show that most of you are failing from 2018 up to now. Podcast creation is down over half. More than half. That's not Joe making this up. Y'all niggas are failing. And I like it. As somebody who has dedicated his life to podcasting, and I'm not leaving no time soon, I like when y'all, when all of y'all jump in the race, bump your head a few times, and run away because ain't no money in it. I don't feel guilty about it. Take your bum ass somewhere else and figure it out. I'm here. Oh, that sounded kind of personal. I, you know, I could, I could honestly see that, 
And you know, you know what it's like? I think it's like, it's like, and I've had these conversations with, you know, friends who are, you know, in, 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 in the hip hop space. And I know a lot of like hip hop cats that don't like the fact that they felt, you know, a lot of, a lot of the hip hop cats feel like you might, you know, some of these new cats, they ain't going to the open mics. They ain't, they ain't trying to, uh, you know, you know, go to the open mics and spit they shit. They, they ain't doing that. They ain't trying to battle. They ain't doing this. They ain't doing that. All they doing is because, the, you know, the internet and everything is so accessible that you can, you know, you can make beats on, on your laptop. You can make beats on an on a iPad and you can record on your laptop. You can record on your iPad. And so because things have got somewhat easy, people feel like, I almost like, like, okay, that's if you fail at it or whatever, then yeah, cool. I'm good with that because get your bum ass out the way for us that had to grind every motherfucking day for this shit. And and I can see it from that that particular sense. So maybe I do agree with you that I think that it could be, it could very much be personal with him. Like he said, as a person who dedicated his life to to, to basically going into another medium and after being, his, after his life wasn't working in rap again that's <laughs> I again like I said I'm not saying that because I I think sometimes we even also have a weird thing with success well, you, you know, know what? what when I said the second time, the first time I was like, yeah, I'm maybe maybe he wasn't good. But the second time I said this, I'm thinking, OK, so maybe something in there somewhere that triggered him to say, you know what? It's not working. Whether it's the success or the money or, you know, management controlling his music or whatever it was mm-hmm. prompted him to leave. Right. Because uh, a lot of people don't leave from success especially if they make it if it's good and it, and they feel good about it and they making money like if that's your passion and you're doing it and you're successful and you're making money most people just don't get up and leave right you know and, 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 that, and that's that, that's like that, getting divorced for no reason right <laughs> who, who right who does that Right. Usually when you get divorced, there's an underlying reason somewhere to make you move. So this is the same thing I'm thinking about here. Something made him move. Mm-hmm. And he and, switched and I, gears. I, and, I, and I think I think for I think with with him, and I, I'm only speculating, but I think like with him you know, at one point, a person who was kind of at the top suddenly drops, but he's still maintaining some kind of like underground, like cultural significance because, you know, he was one. I, I would like to say that Joe Budden was one of the fathers of the whole, like, I'm not saying he is the father, I'm just saying he's one of the fathers of the whole, like, when rappers started doing, like, the fucking mixtapes. He was one of the fathers of of the the boom that was like just the hip hop mixtape. So he 
he has Man, wait some... really because i know a whole bunch of underground folk that probably nobody ever heard of that had mixtapes long before that <laughs> yeah and and that's that's probably true but you know he is one he is one of the He's one. I, I didn't say he was the father. I just said he's one of the fathers. And so, um, because I mean, of how that, many baby daddies mix mixtapes got though? <laughs> huh? How many how many baby daddies mixtapes got? I mean, you know, somebody <laughs> right. should be going to court for this, right? <laughs> no, I, it's um. So so I think from from. From a standpoint, like I said, I feel like it's just like, you know, how rappers, how how rappers who went through so much feel about newer rappers who just get into this shit thinking it's just going to be a cash cow and they realize, oh shit, I got to do all this motherfucking work and it ain't working out for me. So now, because it ain't working out, I got to drop the mic. And because you dropped the mic, a lot of pe- a lot of rappers, and trust me, I've had these conversations. A lot of rappers feel like, man, you know, you you wasting time, you you taking shit from us, you doing this, and you ain't really got the heart for this shit. And so now, because you ain't got the heart for it, you feel like it ain't it ain't going in the favor that you thought it would go in. You know, get your bum ass out the way, type of shit. Okay, see, so because he made that statement, here's the thing. Uh, so he made that statement, and he's pretty much addressing people that tried and failed. My question is, what about people that aren't in for the money, that are pretty much in it because they have a voice and people are listening? What about those people? Because I think those people make him nervous. Cause you know they're not going nowhere, right? And and that's and that's honestly that's a good question because I think I think even him not addressing in in I think it's I think it's easy for somebody to just address somebody who just you know just didn't like it just didn't work out for them right? Mm-hmm. But you don't want to address the motherfuckers just like hey man like. You got motherfuckers who like doing this. You like motherfuckers who got, like you said, they got a voice. They they're doing this shit. They actually getting listens. People are fucking with them. Like, what about them? Because they at any moment could strike, right? And catch fire and come up and get their name up. Right. But but because you don't, and and I think with with podcasts, or even with like music or anything of that nature, I think there's certain there's certain there's certain things that you might pay attention to, but I don't think you're gonna really pay attention until you see them creeping up to maybe like, oh, these motherfuckers are coming into my numbers. You know what I'm saying? These motherfuckers are coming into my territory, so so maybe I do need to watch them. And but, then he'll probably turn into some sort of hating gatekeeper, you know. Like right. right now, to me, with the statement that he made, made it sound like, you know, how like some of the old school rappers would talk to some of the new cats. Yeah. And 
You know, it's like, well, hey, you didn't have to do this. You didn't have to do that. And I paid my dues this and this. And I don't like him because he didn't do this. So what? <laughs> right. And and then I, I, I often also like, because it's part of me that I'm like, I, I can I can agree with that, what, what, what he said. But I can also say that you ha- people have to understand that this shit is different now. I, that too. A person and I, I kind of wish these old school rappers would get that part. Right. Because <laughs> it, because basically it, it's like everything it everything is different. So maybe a rapper may not maybe this nigga may not have to go to to a fucking open mic and shit like that. So or do battles and all this other shit because the age of the internet hit so hard that it's just like man like. I can, you know, I could do a song that I wrote, produced, and arranged, and I can put it up, and I can promote the hell out that shit, and people listen. And now every time I drop songs, I'm getting listens, and now people want me to start doing shows, so I'm gonna take shows now. It, it, it's totally different, right? You know what I'm saying? It's 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 totally different, and so. Instead of like motherfuckers still, well, you didn't have to do this, you didn't have to do that. Well, guess what? No, I didn't have to do it because that's not required of me anymore. You know, it was when you were when you were out there because shit was different and you had to. Now, maybe I don't have to so much. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, you want me to hit an open mic? Hell, I hit an open mic, but but I don't have to do all the other shit that you did. You know what I'm saying? Because shit is different. You know, you know what it's it's um it's like the old school basketballers, the NBA players, what they think about the 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 new school players, and they be like, oh well, we didn't have to do this, and we 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 never had anything for low management, or we never went to a, a another team. Well, guess what? Y'all wasn't allowed to because y'all didn't have the power. To do shit like that, and now, okay, you know what? This whole thing with the NBA players, I'm I'm down with them to a certain degree, cause uh, I hate the hell out of load management, cause I look at it like they look at it. They paying you X number of millions of dollars to play mm-hmm. basketball. Yeah. So, you mean to tell me that it's only 82 games in a season? Right, and it's not like they're you know strung out like five games a week and all that other stuff. Hell, baseball players play more than basketball players. Low management. It's like, look, bro, you're only playing the game for a couple months. It's not like you're playing for the entire year. Right. You know, most regular folk they got a job. They go to the job five days a week. You mm-hmm. know, you might have a sick day or something like that, and you got your vacation time. Right. You know how long some of these clowns go on vacation? If they don't make the playoffs, what are we talking about? Nine months? Right. I'm I'm stretching it just a little bit. Right. Maybe no, and, seven months. And you on vacation for seven months. And here's and here's the thing. I I agree with you on that in a in, in theory. The the reason why I might buck against that is because it's different. So I look at like the only thing that's different is that these owners are pretty much 
allowing this to happen. Right. You know, you, you, between you the owners and the union, they're allowing it to happen. Other than that, man, look, I pay you, put that uniform on, go play ball. Because right. what it ends up happening is it hurts the fans because, you know, what I look like going to a Bulls game, playing, you know, and Golden State is in town. I, you know, yes, I came to see the Bulls, but also came to see Steph Curry. What you mean he's sitting down for low management? Now, mind you, if he's legitimately hurt, then all right, fine. Yeah, all right, he hurt. I knew this when I got here. Right. But if he's sitting down just because he don't fit, get your punk ass up. <laughs> Soft ass. Make me, first of all, Technology well, to change to the point where the gym shoes are better, you know, the uniforms are lighter, you know, and then the rules mm-hmm. practically say if you bleed on another player wrong, you breathe on them wrong, you're getting a foul. So right. it's like everything is geared to protect the player and all that other stuff. So what are we doing? It's not like, you know, you back in the day, you know, 80s and 90s, you play the whole season and you don't have this load management and the rules, the rules are changed to where, you know, you, you got the Jordan rules where like five players converge on the paint every time this dude gets to the rack. Right. You, you ain't know, got none of that. Uh, okay. This, this, this is kind of how I, I view, I view everything. Like I said, I agree with you in theory. But again, I'll buck against it because of I because everything is different. I look at some of these basketball players, and and, and time is catching up, right? But as far as like them being being old, and but time and all of that play that they've done to them and their bodies. Now imagine. Like the way these dudes be walking sometimes, the knees, and I've seen some some you know basketball play like hands is it's like they fingers. It's, it, it's all of that was attributed to the shit that they went through on that court. Now imagine if they had low management, right? Where yeah, you you get hurt and you got time to like heal and and then just be like, okay, let me try. Let me try to run up uh, up on the court. Let me get myself ready. Like how how many of them really had that opportunity? Because when they got when they when they were like maybe these two percent good, they was back on the court. And so I I look at I look at it like man, you know, like what what if they had what if they had low management? That probably could have helped a little bit. Now I'm now the, as, thing I, though, I'm with, the players now they're abusing load management. Huh? Most players nowadays are abusing load management. Like Kawhi Leonard practically sat out the the equivalent of like two or three seasons. Citing load management. With the uh when he was with the Spurs. With the Spurs and with the Clippers, it's like, dog. <laughs> when do you play? Why are they paying you and you barely playing? So I, I guess, like you know, and I know we didn't went further and further away, but it's it's still in the same context. So like with with Kawhi Leonard, 
Like, this dude is always fucking injured, right? So, so maybe he needs that. If you're going to give it, you know what I'm saying? It's like somebody giving me a birthday cake and I don't eat birthday cake. But then I eat and you're like, I thought your ass didn't eat birthday cake. Now your fat ass around here eating birthday cake. It's like you can't be mad at me for taking something that you gave me. I get that part. But what I can be mad is that you can pay it all his money and you barely playing. At this point, when his contract is up, he can't demand that much money if he's not playing. We don't That's- care what your skill set said you were. We haven't seen it lately. So we really don't know what you are now. But when he on that court, he busts an ass, though. So we get that. But I mean, what are we talking about? 82 game season. And we only seen you for 24 of them. Bruh. <laughs> but as long as he like you don't play back to back and they, they go into the play. <laughs> they get what they doing in the playoffs. They doing it without him, though. Huh? They doing it without him. But how? But if when he come when he comes back and he's and he's balling and they making it through the rounds of the playoffs, they gonna give him what what he want. All right, that's cool. But where the hell were you at during the regular season? Well, he was injured. Again, you know what? Again, this year he's actually back, but I'm gonna say it again. So far, from what I understand, he's only played in like a handful of games, so it's like, bruh. <laughs> like, I mean, think, think about and it. Then on right? top of that, LeBron James making you look bad because he old as dirt right about now. <laughs> yeah, I, I could, I could, again, I could, I could see it, I could see it from your point of view. LeBron don't do load management. LeBron do, I'm hurt, I'm done. I'll be back when I'm ready. Right. But LeBron again, don't do that all well. You know what? It's the Bulls coming up on the schedule. I ain't playing that game. <laughs> he don't do that. Yeah, no, that's true. And then on top of that, back in the day, that used to be a coach's decision. Now the players just doing, you know what? I ain't just, no, I am Again, everything <laughs> is different. Yeah. And, and it's like to me what it what it sounds like is it's like you fight for you fight to have some kind of power and now that you got the power, now you want to be mad because you're using your power. I'm like, like me personally, I think they got too much of it. That's me, but I think the players got a little bit too much. And and I think that's with 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 anything, right? And I I don't I don't mind like look I say it like this man like just kind of going back into what what we we're talking about with the whole podcast and stuff. Like I think I, I think with now with with me, I think I felt like it was it was important. And don't don't get into everything that you said about. Some some of these players like it. I've heard it about myself when it comes to my my uh my my own podcast. 
well, I don't think you you put you putting in that much time. I think you being lazy with it. I think blah 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 blah. And it's just like, you know, like and, and so you, you take you take it and you know what I'm saying? And and you do what you can. You know what I'm saying? You you take it. I I'm a person who who will listen to the critiques and be like, all right, cool. And so what I'll do is I'll say, okay, well, they they this person said I wasn't doing this, so okay. I'm I'm gonna make it an effort to do this, and I'm making an effort to change and stuff like that. Like, there's so many things that that that's been said to me about how I, I how I you know was doing the podcast. And check this out. Uh, I got a list that I'm gonna need you to refer to a little bit later on after the show. No, <laughs> <laughs> man. Look, and and, and I and I'll say this, man. Like, I me me and me and me and Nick got into like. A hit, like it wasn't a huge argument, but you know, my, my thing is, I'm just like, look, I see what you're saying, but also, I think what you're saying is bullshit, <laughs> you know, because uh-huh. what, what, and and it was an argument about when I when I brought the the podcast back during mm-hmm. the pandemic. Now, with but before before you know the pandemic and stuff, like there there were times where I was I was doing a lot of episodes of the podcast and then and then it then then it stopped and then it, I would do like maybe one or two episodes from time to time. But there was stuff that was going on with me and whatever situation I was going through. So by the time I moved back to the city. I wanted to do, I wanted to bring back the pod, but I was just like, I'm trying to figure out how I want to do this. Because number one, you know, it's hard to do a podcast by yourself. I'm not saying that you can't do it. I did it from the start of this shit. But but it is hard because it's really just you and your thoughts and what you want to say. You don't have anybody to bounce back on, you all this other stuff. And so I just kept trying to figure out stuff. And so when the pandemic hit, I was just like, man, I would like to just start interviewing all these people that I know that are indie artists because I know the pandemic is is, is hurting everybody's pockets, but especially the indie I just got to tour more and they got to do this more and all this other stuff. And so, and and even while I was doing that, I was, you know, I was entering into doing music with with the group at the time that I was in Black Cinema. So I'm doing that, and then you know, you having conversations with people and 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 all this other stuff. And I remember being told that I wasn't being consistent in that. And I'm just like, man, if you see the episodes that I started with from the pandemic, I was. Dude, I was recording music and still doing and still doing podcast episodes on a consistent basis, only to be told that I wasn't being consistent. And so again, you take it and you and you keep and you move and you keep moving. From from a person who you know, when I tell people even before the, the, the podcast, like, 
I never thought that I would ever be doing a podcast. Hell, I never even thought I was ever going to ever do radio. But because I did radio and I loved it so much, I was like, man, I want to, I want to, you know, I want to do this radio shit. And because I couldn't do the radio stuff, because it seemed like nobody was trying to hire me, it was like, okay, now I want I want to try this podcasting thing. And so, yes, you do go through a whole lot of ups and downs. But if you quit, right, going back to what we were saying, but if you quit, you give somebody like Joe Budden credence to say what he says. Okay. So, so yes, it's hard. Nobody's ever going to say this shit is easy. It's not. But if you give up and you just drop your mic and whatever, look, then then that's on you because you didn't believe in yourself enough to do this, right? And and on top of doing it, you have to think about it, it's a lot of stuff that people don't know about this podcast and shit, man. Like, like you want to do. You want you want to do something that that you feel is right, but then it's like stuff happens out there in the world and in entertainment, and you need to talk about it. So you got to jump on the algorithm because everything is about algorithms, and you need to jump on this. This is the algorithm that you need to jump on and talk about this. And some stuff, like some stuff, I don't want to talk about because I don't give a fuck to talk about it sometimes. But I still got to play the game too, right? So, and so you do all of this stuff. But, but I will say again, I agree with Joe on, on, on the simple fact that there is a lot of people out here jumping on this podcast shit and don't know how hard it is to do this shit. And because they don't know how hard it is to do this shit, when they, when they, hit a snag and don't know how to regroup or maybe do things differently, the first thing they do is just say, I'm done with this shit. And if that's the case, then I'm just like, man, maybe Joe is right. Stay your bum ass away. And 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 let us do our thing. So in in, in that angle, I may agree with, right? Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm not trying and I'm not trying to make it personal like he was, because like like you said, and I agree with you, that shit sounded very personal. But I guess I can see from a person like Joe Budden or even like like we were talking about the old school rappers, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the old heads that just be like, man, like if you ain't really with it and all of it, get your bum ass out of there, that type shit. You know, it's it's like you know. I'm almost starting to wonder how many of those rappers, new and old, probably said that in relation to Joe Buttons without calling his name. Shit, it could have been a whole. It could have been a bunch of them. <laughs> right. And but you know, it's it, it's just one of those things where, you know, you just never know. But if you want to do this and you really want to do this, just like if you want to make movies, 
or you want to write books or you want to or you you know you want to be a rapper or a singer yo you you got to be for real about this shit you really really got to be for real about this shit and and a lot of motherfuckers ain't so even when i see it as a person who's been in this in this content creation game for a while when i see it and motherfuckers just like uh this this ain't working out for me i i i think i'm done what after your third episode then yeah take your bum ass somewhere else and and that, you know but it's it's all a part of the game man it's everything to, to, to build this shit is all a part of the game. Like I was talking about the algorithms and all, all of that goes into it. And and so like even even the, the, the stuff that you talk about, how you how you come out and say certain all of that is part of the game. And Speaking of part of the game, Angel Reese. Shout out to the LSU women's basketball team, man. For man, I I, yes, sir. Know. I'm I'm definitely down with the fact that they, you know, did what they were supposed to do and finish the story. However, right. this controversy should not even be one. And I don't even understand why it's a controversy. It's just look, motherfuckers get competitive, and it's and it because the thing the thing about it is it's 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 racist and it's and it's the double standard shit. Uh, you know what? To me, I think it's racist and sexist. Because I agree. I agree. You know, let it happen in the guys' game. You don't hear nothing. Mm-hmm. Not a word. Right. The other night, Patrick Beverly messed around, you know, busted up LeBron James a little bit. He did the, the new gesture. What is that? Too small? Yeah, too small. Yep. You see it on Sports Center. There's no controversy. You just see keep, it. They open, chuckle about it and they keep moving. And didn't um, set out a tweet and say Patrick Bagley was a fucking idiot. Ooh. He throwing words around like that when it came to Angel Reese? Yeah. Ooh. I didn't see that one. He put but out yeah. a tweet. He put out a tweet and said, you're, you're a fucking idiot. Ouch. It's kind of harsh. <laughs> That's very harsh, very very harsh. But then again, it's Keith Overman who bounces from job to job. So who the fuck care about what the fuck this nigga got to say? You know what? I really don't care about a lot of them. What got to say in terms of you know this? Because it's like you know what? First up, you know Caitlin Clark started it, right? You saw what she did to South Carolina. She yeah. started it. Angel Reese just finished it. So now what? You're mad, right? And and LSU told you at before the game, it was like, no, nah, she ain't about to do that shit to us. Fuck now that. see, look, that's ultimate swag like that. When you you mess around and you get in your press conference before the game and say, hey, look, we're not going. Right. You tell them before the game, then you beat them down during the game, and then you hit them after. Well, you know, of course, you did the sportsman thing after the game. Yeah, you know, she's a great player and this this. But you heard her interview. She's mm-hmm. a great player. Yeah, I'm not taking anything away from her, but you're not going to sit up here and disrespect us. Right. I feel that as a competitor, because I used to play sports in high school, I understand it. 
I'm with it. I'm here all day for it. Right. Twice on the weekends. <laughs> and three times on and three times on three Sunday. times on Monday morning with my coffee. <laughs> Look. When Terrell Owens did that mess and you know standing on the star in Dallas, you know, it was like, hey, that's that's a form of trash talk. That's like disrespect. Okay, yeah, you we get you, we let you get the first one. The second time he did it, and he got whacked. Mm-hmm. That's what was supposed to happen. Yeah. Guess what? Not a single stitch of controversy about that. Not at all. Why? Because you expect men to do it. Mm-hmm. Guess what? And, expect and women even, to do it. And even with, <laughs> and even if men do it, I think that it, it's it'll be like a certain person. Like I think with Tio at that time, like. It, it wasn't, he didn't get as much as Angel Reese got, but he Hell got no. some because it's T.O. And right, he got it because he is who he is, right? And so, and actually, know, he actually wants that heat, right? So she didn't I, ask for this because I think it started, it, it really started with like you could see the the. You know, like Angel Angel Reese said, like they've been saying shit like that about her since the season started. And then you get the shit that happened at South Carolina. Um this 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 is this this is nothing new. And I think the one thing that angers me is that people are still shocked. Like, I can't believe it. it's like this 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 has always been what it is. It's okay to have these it's okay to 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 have the black aesthetic as long as you're white and you're doing it is fine. I'm that, definitely not feeling that. Huh? I'm definitely not feeling that. I mean, you know, if you're willing to, you know, applaud and laud and embrace Caitlin Clark when she does things like that, have that same energy when Angel Reese does it or anybody of color does it. But but that that's the point where I that's the point why I said this is this is all about having the black aesthetic and getting away with it because you're white. You're not gonna you're not gonna get away with it when you're black and and people are already writing about how they feel that you guys are you guys are thugs and, and you act too ghetto and, and when y'all play it's almost like a bar fight. All this, stuff. so now you're you're setting it up to demonize black men and black women. But in this sense, it's the black women because we're talking about the the women's uh, basketball uh, championship and tournament and all this other stuff. And then you know you have Don Staley doing the press conference when when they lost to Iowa. You have them talk having her talk about. Yo, this is we are not thugs. We're not this, this, and that. But that's that that's how they'll, they'll paint it. They're already painting the picture, right? So they already painted the picture of Angel Reese, right? Because she even said it. They've been saying shit about her since she since since she got here. So they've been saying shit about her, and and so because of that, it took her doing doing the you can't see me and then pointing to the ring finger. So and so now it's like, oh, now we got another excuse. It's I'm telling you, it's okay 
to do it's okay to have the black aesthetic when you're in white skin. Like so wait, 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 wait. Cause like I said, it, it's on both fronts. Cause I mean, even though they eventually banned it for years, Brett Favre used to do that whole throat cutting deal. What no big to do about it until you know the NFL says, you know what, that's enough of that. But even so, and I'm kind of picking on the NFL because I they they called it no fun league for a reason. It's right. like certain things you just you just cannot do, even though as competitors, it's gonna happen. Right. And everybody wants to have decorum and be, you know what? In the in the field of battle, like when you go in a war, you don't see nobody, you know, corn pouring the enemy a cup of tea. No, we want to say in your face. Right. You know, we got two words for you. Suck it. We, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what, what the heck is this? Right. And and then you sit there and you cool with the men do it. When the women do it, oh, you got a problem. Right. It's a problem. It's only a problem because you expect women to act a certain way. You got to understand they are playing sports. Right. <laughs> It's yeah. gonna happen. You... My my Angel Reese is walking on the street somewhere and she's doing shit like that. Then I'm like, okay, maybe I could see your gripe. Cause she's just doing that shit for what? I you ain't I ain't I, you don't know who I am. Why are you doing that shit to me out on the street? I could see that. But sports, I think you should have some leeway. Because sports is like you say, it's very competitive and you're passionate and you're right. already you know what I'm saying? Like you all, it 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 draws out a lot of. That's why I like when people when even when they win or lose, some motherfuckers cry because it's just like there, there's a. You have to go through all of this shit, and it's you know what I'm like, saying. I don't want to tuck you in and give you your teddy bear, read you a bedtime story. I want to put you to bed. Lights out. It's over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and, you know, cue up the fat lady. She right. ready to sing. What she? That's, what was she supposed <laughs> to do? What was she supposed to do? Curtsy after the man. Scrap all that. And then, if it was really that serious, why didn't the refs tear up? Right. See, that's where it is. So what? The general public don't, you know, <coughs> they don't let the refs do their thing. I mean. You know, if it's really that bad, let the league handle it. Let the ref handle it. Right. You know, all of these armchair quarterbacks and whatnot, shut the hell up. (laughs) And to quote Kendrick Perkins, carry the hell on. Right. (laughs) But, but dude, and and, and again, like I said, it's they're showing you that it's okay to have a black aesthetic as long as you're white. Because all of that that that, that Kate Caitlin Clark shit, yeah. Was, see, was the example. And that, here's that the thing: was, if it was really a problem, it should have stopped right there. Right. This this girl in, in one in one game, um, did the "You Can't See Me." She also like waved some wave. And I was just like, about to get to that. If I'm playing, but I wish you would wave me off talking about I can't shoot. I'm coming for you. Right. 
I'm coming for you. <laughs> right. And then on top of that, didn't didn't she tell, if I'm not mistaken, because I remember, I think I heard this, but didn't she tell one of the South Carolina players, like, you down by 15, shut the fuck up? I think I heard something like that. So you did all of this shit. I mean, you, you kind of did certain and it, and it And it's supposed to be cool. Right. Hell no, it ain't cool. Right. It, keep that same energy, though. Right. Keep and that it, same it, energy when we come for you, because believe it. <laughs> right. So so my thing now is, is basically like, yo, the same shit you've done. Oh, and then here, here's the thing. While she was doing this shit, she was getting stories about her on ESPN and oh that's just because she's so passionate and and she's doing this and she's showing her passion. Mm-hmm. So here's the lick though. When white I was watching ESPN all day today, <laughs> they was actually coming to Angel Reese's defense, which is good because that's what they were supposed to do. However, all these other folk out there that was on that nonsense still on that nonsense. Mm-hmm. And and people, we we gotta start acting like Twitter's a real place. It's fucking not. It's not a real place. It, Twitter it, is a big podcast that blew up, right? You know, and it 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 is ingrained so much in our culture now that yes, when it comes to sports, Twitter quotes are on ESPN, but that's only because the athletes are doing it themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not posting quotes by, you know, Joe Dirt. No. When LeBron tweets something, all right, yeah, that'll be on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm, t- it, I'm telling you, the, the, they want the black. They don't want black people. They want the black aesthetic as long as it's white, as long as there's a white face behind it. And I'm not taking anything away from 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 Caitlin Clark for because from what I heard she's fuck she's a fucking hooper, and I'm not yeah you can back it up, but right. guess what? That's on both sides. <laughs> now I don't know if she had a problem with it. It just seemed like everybody else. From all the interviews that I've seen, she didn't have a problem with it. And actually, if you saw some of the video when uh. Angel Reese was doing the whole you can't see me. She really was walking away from it. Caitlin Clark was walking right. away from it. So she really didn't see that part, but she did see the one with the, the ring finger. She saw that one. And you but, know, she's, but she you said know. all she really wanted to do was get to the handshake line and you know do that. So she right. handled it pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a conversation that, that I think the world should have. I think the world should honestly have a conversation about the black aesthetic on whites. Because when you white, it's passion, but you know, when you when when you're black, it's basically you going back to your four corner hustler vice lord days or some bullshit. And it's like You know what I'm saying? It's like th- these labels start coming up. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, and so, but dude, like I, I've had the I've way had, I can see it. People can label Angel Reese whatever they want. Just don't forget the label of champion. Right. Don't forget that one. 
Very important. Mm-hmm. And and I'm glad and I'm glad that there are people, you know, just stepping up and you know, just like, hey, dog, don't 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 talk about sister like that, man. And what I would say to Angel Reese, if she was listening to us, first of all, if you are listening to us, thank you. Right. But a high angel Reese, congratulations. That too. But if but. I was gonna say anything to her, I would just say, hey, remember, they talked about Jackie Robinson too. Mm-hmm. And now his number is retired league wide. Right. So I mean <laughs> and so and that's another thing too. That needs to be involved in that conversation too. How many of y'all really like Jackie Robinson? Or is it just because, you know, the aesthetic now is, you know, he he was he was great. You know, so you know what I'm saying? It's it's even like I'm you could like even with the Jackie Robinson thing, I remember them hating Martin Luther King, and now all of a sudden everybody's just like White and, and white people pull up, but what would Martin Luther King say at a time like this? Like, you know what? I get real upset when it comes to that because it's like, all right, so one one time in your life you down with Martin Luther, so one day you down with him, and then the other three hundred and sixty four, it was like it's like you know the switch is back on, and you know we not feeling black people, right. so I'm I'm not trying to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, that that's a, that that is a conversation to have. Like I was telling uh, Kareem about a conversation that I had in in, in in that same like white, you know, black aesthetic, white white skin um, about um, how how like you know, and no disrespect to Eminem, everybody. I'm I'm an Eminem. But I also see this thing where, like, everybody will dis- diss Jay Z, but when it comes to Eminem, it's just like, oh, he's the greatest. I'm just like, man, like, if y'all revere your black artists like y'all revere some of the uh, majority of these white artists, I, you know what I'm saying? I think, you know what I'm saying? Is to me? Wait, I think that who's that who's doing the comparison at this point? Are we talking about brothers that's doing this? All of, all of, everybody doing it. Everybody, even brothers. Brothers do it. Because, see, I would be really disturbed more if it was brothers that was doing this. And it's like, hey, look, I mean, come on, yo. <laughs> Dude, I remember somebody showed me this video, and it was a guy talking about, well, well, Jay-Z was never the hottest, was never the hottest rapper in, in this era, like, because that era was when DMX came out. Or this is when Lil Wayne came. All you have to do is fucking Google. Really? Because it'll tell you. They're not giving platinum plaques to anybody. Right. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) DMX was hella hot back when when he first came out. Wayne was hot when when Wayne was like just spitting fire. But Jay-Z's albums was outselling all of these niggas' albums. So... So Jay Z was that dude, and I and I and it's like and it's like and I you know it's like I I get it. Some of y'all probably didn't listen to Jay Z uh, when he came out, but don't don't belittle the fact that this nigga was at the, and probably still is, and he ain't even rap that much. 
still is at the top of the motherfucking mountain. Well, and see, this goes back to our uh, award show conversation. We know it's rigged. <laughs> we know it's rigged. Right. And it's definitely rigged against brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. So for him, for this guy to come out and have that argument like that, uh, once again, it's pretty much rigged around the award system and all that other stuff. So right. we, we, we kind of get and, it. And, and it may not that, be true, but we get it. Right. And the guy that showed me was talking about, man, I, I agree with this dude. And I'm like, dude, just Google. Just look the shit up. Right. And, and I, th- I was like, the dude is right. When DMX came out, he was hot. Wayne came out, he was hot. This person came out, they were hot. Nobody's denying that. But saying that they were bigger than Jay or they out so more, no, absolutely not. Like, stop. It, all you got to do is research and look the shit up. But, but people don't do that, right? So, but again, but again, as soon as you mention Eminem, everybody's on their knees ready to take that dick. And it's just like, man, it. If you had that much revere that you have for Eminem for some of your own artists, I think people would like would have to just kind of be like, well, maybe they're right. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me listen to this Jay Z nigga or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, or you know what? I, I don't really like feed too much into people's opinions because it's just what they are. You know, I got things I like. You got things you like. Sometimes they don't mesh. It's okay. Right. <laughs> you know, just because somebody said, well, you know, Eminem is the best thing since cable TV. All right, fine. That is your personal opinion. Right. <laughs> it, it's okay. <laughs> right. And, and, now, and, here's, and here's the thing, too. I can, look, I can look at Eminem's stats and stuff and say, like, yeah, he beat a lot of rappers, like, Album-wise, and 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 that's on lists and all this stuff alone. Because guess what? There's an aesthetic. It's an aesthetic there. And again, I'm not taking anything away from him. Just like I see, I wasn't taking anything away from Caitlin Clark. But there is an aesthetic there. Mm-hmm. And because the aesthetic is there, it's more acceptable to have the aesthetic than to actually be. What we are. You feel you on that? And that, that's, bro. <laughs> Man. That's, I mean, that, and that's, and that's all. That, and, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you remember when, when like a black art, like back in the day, when like a black artist would do a song and, and, it, and it would hit the charts. Like it would hit the charts, it would hit like the urban charts and all this stuff. But you remember when like white artists would remake something like Tutti Fruity or or something like that, and they shit just skyrocket, right? Okay. It's the it's the same thing. It's it's okay to have the aesthetic. That's why to me, and everybody could say, I'm pretty sure everybody, especially white people, would disagree with the whole shit with Elvis. I'm not taking anything away from Elvis's talent, but Elvis had the black aesthetic. He was white, and that's why he became what he was. Well, I mean, for the most part, I, uh, for the most part, I can't fight that, because uh, it's like, 
believe it or not, there's some some black people that just love Elvis. Like my sister said, she's you know a huge fan, and I, I that kind of shocked me because I didn't think that was in her, but that's what she said. Right. So I mean, you know, I guess because he had the aesthetic going on, he appealed to more people. Right. Uh, that's cool. Be- because here's the thing: what white artist was dancing like black folks at junk joints and and singing the songs that he was doing? A white guy doing that type of stuff and dancing like black people at junk joints. That that's you would definitely get over. Yeah. Oh, definitely. When a black artist w- wouldn't get over like that, a, a white artist would. <laughs> I mean, but you know what? I, sometimes that that works the other way. Here's the bad part about it: when it works the other way, mm-hmm. uh, we start turning on that guy. Yeah, you will you will sell out, mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. So it, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, you, you ain't, ain't down for the culture. You know, you do white people music, blah 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 blah. Yeah, right? Yeah, of course, of course. So, it 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 sucks all the way around on that. So, and I I think black people do it more because it's been done, it's been it's been done to us. So when it comes to, and plus a lot of black people don't know the history of, of we started all of this shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but uh, you know, I, I just think it's kind of bad that a lot of times we do it to ourselves and we, you know, rip ourselves up. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know, it, we do it so bad to ourselves that we really don't need no help. Right. Because because it because it's 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 been done to us, and so be but and because we're in close proximity to each other. Who, who, you know, ain't nobody gonna hurt you more than your own people's, right? So, yep. And with that being said, uh, I know, I, I know, we talked about the whole, you know, way this situation came down with injuries, but I'm pretty sure there's some of those old sports writers in there that are us that said those things about injuries. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure there was too. So I'm don't get it twisted, sure it <laughs> right? <laughs> No, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll... Uncle Ruckus probably got a tweet in too. Right, I can hear it. Right. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's dude. While 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 there will be white voices that say certain shit, you're gonna also hear some black voices saying the same shit. Right. See, those are the ones that I'm really concerned about. Right. No, de- definitely. I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm more. I'm more worried about us saying this shit. And the reason why, and somebody be like, "Well, you don't care. You don't. You don't think it hurts when the white people saying it? No, because it they, does. They, 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 it does, but they've been saying it. They, they've been saying it. We're, we're used to it. What hurts is we expect it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and so when black people do it, it's just like man, like. But but all it is is just self hate, you know, and and I hate the fact that you hate yourself enough that you want to hate on somebody who looks just like you. But cool, you know, I. Right. 
But that that's just how I go, man. Yeah. Hopefully she, you know, gets away from that and focuses on getting that ring sized and partying right. in, in Louisiana. Right. Go, go ahead and get get your ring, get that banner up. You did a great job. Your team did a great job. Despite and I'm pretty sure teams. her number's gonna be retired because she's you know part of the team that run the won the first ever championship for that school on right. the women's side. So yeah. Right. Oh, definitely. Yeah, man. Like like I said, man, congratulations to the LSU women's basketball team. Shout out to Angel Reese for, you know, for, for having to, you know, win a championship and then endure the shit that's being said about you. But also right. being be also being strong because you're black, a black, beautiful black woman, and you know the game, and you know these motherfuckers been saying that, and all you've been doing is shutting these motherfuckers up. And I'm proud of y'all. I'm proud that y'all brought a title, the first ever women's basketball title to LSU. Congratulations to y'all, man, and thank y'all again for tuning in to the Dose Session Podcast. Man, Tree, uh, you got any shout-outs, bro? Um, I'm going to shout out the usual suspects, uh, friends and family. Um, definitely going to show some love to my coworkers at work and other folk at work, like uh, my, my good friend Dynasty. You know, she probably going to get in my ear about this later. Um, my friend Sheila, uh -huh. also from work, which I'm, I'm going to pray for because she got jury duty coming soon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, mm -hmm. shout out to you. Shout out to the questions crew. Uh, shout out to uh, my squad that I play on the, on the, on the game with, with that GTA. Cause I've been hanging with them a lot. Like after work, oh, that's so, you up. know, uh, spark, uh, Avery, um, Vigatron, Black Nick, <laughs> Al when he show up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just saying when he when he show up. Right, right. <laughs> Them cats, uh man, did I miss anybody? I was like, shout out to you, of course, mm -hmm. for dragging me along because you could still be doing this by yourself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so now you got some bounce. Right. That's what we calling it right now until we figure out something else. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's it. You know, special shout out to moms because, you know, she went to Memphis and brought me back something. So I got to show love to that. Okay. Okay. Um, up, man? Yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Shout out to the family. Shout out to friends. Um, shout out to my coworkers at right at school. Uh, shout out to Spring Break because we own it. Thank God. Um, <laughs> uh, shout out to the kids that I work with, man. Shout out to Tree. Dope Sessions Pod. Thank you, sir. Man, dog. Uh, shout out to um, to uh, the the Questions Crew with the Shiz Podcast. Shout out to, to the Black and Blue Vanguard Podcast. Shout out um, you know, to the listeners, man, thank y'all for always listening. Continue to listen. If you missed the episode, listen to the episodes you didn't miss. Catch up with us, man. Check this episode out. 
Uh, it's fire as always, man. And again, thank y'all for tuning in and riding with the Dope Session Podcast with Kelvin and Tree. We out. Peace. Peace.